It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. The Miami Dolphins are back in the win column, entering club dub for the sixth time this season, a 31-17 victory over the New England Patriots. We got you covered here on Locked on Dolphins with our immediate post-game reactions. You are Locked on Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Oh, right. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Dolphins. It's your team every day here on the Locked On Network. I am your host, Cal Krabs, a lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, host of Locked On Dolphins, co-host of Locked On NFL Scouting with Joe Marino. want to thank you guys for making Locked On Dolphins your first Miami Dolphins listen of the day. It is Sunday, October 29th, 2023. The Dolphins are checking back into Club Dub. After a one-week absence for the sixth time in eight weeks, which is the best eight-game start the Dolphins have posted in 22 years, Miami back in the win column, 31-17. to Over the New England Patriots, we are going to talk about all of our big-picture, small-picture game script reactions here uh, on this Victory Monday episode of Locked on Dolphins. So fired up about that. Uh, there's some storylines to talk about as far as players who got banged up throughout the course of this game. We'll talk about those on the back end because, uh, you know, this this was they, they say football is a game of attrition and they don't just say it because they say it because it's true. And New England got banged up with Devontae Parker and Kendrick Bourne and Juwan Bentley. And you hope those guys are all OK. Plus the guys they were missing coming into the game. Uh, Miami gets banged up. Uh, they they have Robert Hunt that leaves the game in the first half. They have Kendall Lamb who gets shaken up just before the half. He comes back in and plays the second half of this football game while already being down their starting center and their starting left guard. So you're at like third string left tackle and backups from left guard to right guard uh, for a stretch of this football game. And yet Miami finishes this game with 31 points. They have 390 yards of offense. They average 5.3 yards per play. Uh, They did not have the rousing bounce back that you were hoping for in the running game. But when the game got late and you had the opportunity to kill the clock and seal the deal, the Dolphins rushing attack showed up in that instance. And that is one of the first things that comes to my mind. But before I do, I had my bold predictions from Friday written down. I had Jalen Waddle over 100 receiving yards for the first time this season. Guess what? Jalen Waddle goes off. He leads the team 121 receiving yards, seven receptions, a touchdown, the icer that puts the Patriots on ice and drops them to two and six. I had Jalen Phillips, multiple sacks. Phillips uh, did have one sack, but he also had a tackle for loss, and he led the team in tackles this week as well. So, you know, we, we said Jalen Phillips was going to be back. And the final score prediction on Locked On Dolphins on Friday was. 30 to 18, 31, 17, not a bad day at the office for Kyle on Friday, not a bad day at the office uh, for the dolphins and their offense either uh, in the midst of all of the uh, clunkiness and the, the self-inflicted wounds yet again, one of these days, the dolphins are going to play a football game 
where they don't shoot themselves in the foot perpetually, seeming like every time they get momentum. And you could point to a couple of the early games this season where they, they kind of rolled some teams and yeah, you're okay. But you spotted New England seven points. You, you Quite frankly, you spotted them 10. New England had the opportunity to go down the field and score points once. Uh, you have the two a tongue of a low interception. The Patriots go three plays, 30 yards for a touchdown in less than a minute. Seven, nothing. Then you have the fumble. The Patriots go four plays, a minus one yard to kick a field goal to get from seven points to 10 points. So you had two turnovers inside your own 30-yard line directly leading to another 10 points for the New England Patriots. Now that offense defense yielded the touchdown, so you can see it there. And then finally, New England goes 13 plays for 81 yards in five minutes and 17 seconds. But this is where it gets real because you can look at with the Dolphins and their backup offensive line and thinking about the Chiefs upcoming next week and the questions, Dolphins average three yards per carry, 26 attempts, 78 yards. That's not good enough. This team's averaging like 170 rushing yards a game. I hear you, and I agree with you. But ultimately, at the end of the day, when the Dolphins had to, when the going got tough and the Patriots finally went the full length of the field, they win 81 yards in 13 plays and made it 24 to 17 and made it a one score game in the fourth quarter, which was the other comment that was made on Friday as far as uh, the bold predictions for this game. You know what the Dolphins did? They go 10 plays, 75 yards and score a touchdown. They take over with eight minutes and 30 seconds left in the game. We get going with a short pass. Raheem Mostert for 10 off the left edge. Raheem Mostert for one yard. Tua Tungvaloa kind of drops a ball just slightly behind Jalen Waddle for what would have been a chunk play. Jalen had a couple balls that got away from him. Waddle could have caught it, but he didn't, but it wasn't a great throw. And Tyree Kill catches the ball at the 50-yard line. Forward momentum. Raheem Mostert for another four yards. Durham Smythe for six. Raheem Mostert for six. You got within 50 or 51 minutes of this ball game, and you didn't have a lot of success on the ground. And then in that final possession, in which you scored a touchdown with two minutes and 43 seconds left after taking over the eight minutes and 30 seconds left in a one-score game, you successfully had a 10-yard run. You had a four-yard run. You had a six-yard run. You had a three-yard run on second and four to set up third and one. The Dolphins take the timeout. They come out of the timeout. What do they do? Patriots bust the protection. Jalen Waddle goes 31 yards for the touchdown to seal the game. Defensively, the return of Jalen Ramsey, you literally could not write it any better. Jalen Ramsey, on his return, gets a pick, is six extra inches of width along the right sideline away from a pick six running it all the way back, intercepting Mac Jones in the red zone. A masterful, master class of zone coverage awareness that just quite frankly, all of these guys that are learning the system, they're not quite there yet. You're starting to see some flashes. And defensively, Javon Holland didn't play. Xavier Howard didn't play. The Patriots had 218 yards of offense, and 81 of them came on one drive. You had the turnover with Jalen Ramsey with the interception in the scoring area to take points off the board just before the half, set Miami up with an opportunity to get their own points and make it a two-score game going into halftime, getting the ball back. You had three sacks. Mac Jones dealt with pressure. You had a dropped interception by Brandon Jones, that, or uh, an interception by Brandon Jones they ruled incomplete, and then a fourth and 14 Hail Mary from Mac Jones 
that Brandon Jones would have caught, but Juju Smith-Schuster launched himself into Brandon Jones on the play and forced an incomplete pass. This defense has a chance, man, and I get it. The New England Patriots um, are 2-6, and six, and people are going to continue to question their ability to win against quality teams, and we'll worry about that next weekend with the Kansas City Chiefs, and we'll worry about who's available as the week goes on, and the Dolphins at the trade deadline are going to tell us what players they anticipate are going to be back and which players are not. I can't control any of that, neither can you, but what we do know is the Dolphins are 6-2. and two. The defense, 218 points. I don't want to speak out of turn here, so let me make sure I get this right. Two, or 218 points, Gia. Jeez. 218 yards. 218 yards allowed is the best mark by the Dolphins this season by 50 yards, previously trumping what they did to the New York Giants. The 77 rushing yards that they allowed to the New England Patriots, it was 4.1 yards per rush, but 77 team yards is the second best total that they posted this season defensively, only behind what they posted against the Denver Broncos when they scored 70 points and scored every time they touched the football. The 218 total yards of that, they had 141 net yards passing conceded. That's the lowest this season. And they led the entire game after tying it, after spotting New England seven with a turnover, with, with two as interception on third and long. Tua went Super Saiyan yet again on third down or, or after an interception. Uh, an outstanding performance by him. We, we'll talk about final stats throughout the course of this game um, and individual player performances. We'll spotlight some of them up next here on this episode of Locked On Dolphins. This Victory Monday episode, Dolphins in Club Dub, 6-2 and two on the season. Locked On Fantasy Football has teamed up with eBay Motors to bring you some of the best fantasy picks of each and every week to help guarantee that you win your fantasy championship in 2023. So whether you're prepping for a daily draft or scouting the waiver wire, each and every week we are providing you the players that are a guaranteed fit for your roster. Let's see who Vinny has picked out for us on this week's eBay's Guaranteed Fit. Fantasy Picks of the Week. Philadelphia Eagles wide receiver Devontae Smith cooled off a little bit after a hot start this season, but he got the engine revved back up again against the Washington Commanders and their pass defense in week eight. He caught seven for nine of nine targets for 78 yards and a solid performance against them in week four, but the bounce back this time around was real. Devontae Smith, seven targets, seven receptions, 99 yards, and a touchdown like to think that gets his momentum back on track for this season. Smith is capable of exploding in any game with Philadelphia's offense, and the Eagles should want to get him more involved to restore the complete danger of their passing game with Jalen Hurts as they look to continue their success this season in their bid to repeat as NFC champions. Locked on fantasy football host Vinny Iyer is going to help you win your fantasy football championship, and eBay Motors knows a championship team. It's about each player being a perfect fit. The same goes for your vehicle. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof rack, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay's guaranteed fit, you're guaranteed to find the fit for your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. And at these prices, you're burning rubber and not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. eBay guaranteed fit available only to U.S. customers, eligible items only, and exclusions do apply. So Miami, performance-wise in this game, had 24 first downs in favor of 
uh, 13 by the New England Patriots. Uh, they started 0 for 6 on third down. They were horrible on third down early in the game. Patriots felt like they found some new ways to do the same kind of stuff that they had success with in week two as far as taking away certain areas of the field against the Dolphins. Uh, but once Miami kind of calibrated, you saw Miami again. The, the offensive line gets banged up, and I thought it was really interesting. One of the things that Miami did to adjust was they went empty. They continue to go a little bit more empty. Now, they still dialed up some play pass action and, and deep shots and got some chunk plays and really manipulated the linebackers. But you saw Miami continue to go empty and spread the field a little bit more and say, okay, Tua, here's the full picture. Process everything pre-snap. Get your eyes to the right place. Make a quick decision with the football. Now, when you're an anticipatory thrower, sometimes you're going to live a little dangerously. And Tua did that at times. But Tua nevertheless finished this game individually. 30 of 45. For 324 yards, three touchdowns, and one interception, he was sacked twice, one of which was a uh, DB pressure off the edge against a nub tight end on a play-action pass. The two had turned his back to that side of the field. Credit the Pats. Good call. Uh, the other one was uh, some early penetration. Rob Hunt, I believe, got beat across his face by Christian Barmore, who's been playing really good football. So Miami, all things considered, Tua taking two sacks with the offensive line uh, availability playing out the way that it did is something you'd sign up for probably any day of the week. If you told me to, I thought again, he did a really nice job on a couple of occasions, stepping up in the pocket, looking to throw the ball down the field. He ran six times for eight yards. He had an eight yard carry um, selective picking his shots. He took a hit on one tackle uh, in the middle of the field, but you know, it, it's nice for Tua to play a game like this with the skeleton crew, the offensive line, and them to kind of shift philosophically how we're going to get up and run our passing game and have it executed at a pretty darn good level. 30 of 45, 324, three touchdowns, one interception, and we spread the wealth around. Now, Jalen Waddell and Tyreek Hill commanded the targets. They got 25 targets between them. Hill got 13. Uh, Jalen Waddle got 12. Tip of the cap to, to Tyreek Hill, 8 for 112 and a touchdown, much better than the first performance against New England, and the first receiver in NFL history to go over 1,000 yards in his first 800 games. He is very much on the pace for 2,000 yards. He's been talking big game, and he's getting after it. And now Jalen Waddle's getting involved to this degree. 12, 7 receptions. Jalen, quite frankly, probably should have had two or three more catches on the day including one where Tua kind of steps up in the pocket, looks out to his his right and sees Waddle and tries to dump it down, but he kind of throws it behind him. You know, credit to New England. They, they said, we're going to play aggressively. We're going we're gonna to try to play physical with these receivers, get hands on them, cut the routes in the middle of the field. And what did the Dolphins do? Well, you know, they start slow. And then Tua Tungvaloa drops one out of the scaffolding at Hard Rock Stadium, straight down the chute to Tyree Kill, beating J.C. Jackson down the field for a long touchdown catch, a 42-yard touchdown to get the Dolphins on the board and tie the game just at the end of the first quarter. So uh, all things considered, uh, good day from Tua Tungvalu. I can't wait to dive into the tape and see specifically how the Patriots played him, where Tua had his missed opportunities, where the ball placement and the timing just wasn't the same. Uh, you do kind of get the sense that the timing, the, the, the timing of this offense with the backfield mechanics is still not all the way back. But if it's not all the way back and you finish as a team with 390 yards on 11 possessions and you go 30 to 45, you complete 67% of your passes, 
and you get down to crunch time and you find a way to get the runs that you got when you needed the milk clock and you found high percentage completions all the same, that's a big time drive. Patriots finally slapped some momentum together. I can't, I cannot state it enough. That's a big time drive. Huge deal that the Dolphins had the possession that they had late in the game because good teams win in all different kinds of ways. The DNA of every game at the NFL level is a little different. If you're expecting the Dolphins to roll out and score 70 points every single game, you're going to be disappointed. And I think that's why some of the narrative around this football team is what it is. Oh, the Dolphins frauds. Oh, the Dolphins, they haven't played anybody. Oh, they only scored 17 points against Philadelphia. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, okay. We get it. We scored 70 points. They're coming into this game. Dolphins at home averaging 570 yards offense and 47 points per game. You're not going to score 70 all the time. But you had a clunky performance at times. You started slow. You couldn't consistently run the ball because you run the ball because you're on your third string left tackle, your backup guard, your backup center, your backup guard. And when it's all said and done, you had 390 yards offense and you scored 31 points. You did what you should have done to the Pats the first time. Being at home was probably a, bit, a little bit of part of the difference. And then that's why we predicted they would score 30 on Friday when we did the, the pregame show. It's a quality win. Uh, I, I don't care that the Patriots are two and six. Patriots found some momentum last week. They've started to do some things differently offensively as far as their DNA. He stressed you in different ways. And Miami held the one and nine on third down. If you include fourth down, the Patriots were two of 11 on third and fourth down in this football game to go along with 218 yards of offense and 4.3 yards per play. Contrast, Miami, in spite of starting 0-6 on third down, they're 5 of 13, and then they're 3 for 3 on fourth down. So they're they're 8 of 17, do that math in real time. So nearly 50% on third and fourth down combines, despite of starting 0-6. Some big-time situational football stuff, and you continue to work your way through this. Miami, almost 36 minutes time of possession. They lose the turnover battle again. I don't know when the next time is that they'll win the turnover battle, but they, they go two of four in the red zone. You acknowledge that one of those in the red zone, I believe, was the end of game possession where they took over on downs and kneeled it out. Let me make sure I get that right. Uh, yes, they took over on the New England 11 and kneeled it out. Three run or three kneels uh, for minus one yard apiece for Tua Tungvaloa. So that is the uh, context to kind of help you with the rushing, right? Because sorry, I'm just seeing the news coming through right now that Kirk Cousins tore his Achilles. That is uh, an earth-shattering injury for, for Minnesota. That's a bummer. Uh, Miami technically had 81 rushing yards on 23 carries. So we'll do that math. I don't trust myself to do that kind of math. Three and a half. Still not good. Not as bad as 3.0. <laughs> so context is king, right? Um, we will talk injuries next here on Locked On Dolphins and Miami bumped it, bumped up, getting ready to jump on a plane and, and fly to Munich and, and get ready to play the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, who are currently, as I am recording, they are playing the uh, Denver Broncos in a snowball, losing seven to three at the end of the first quarter. So uh, that's. So peek behind the curtain with where we're at. So stick with us. We'll talk injuries, Miami's offensive line, guys potentially coming back. We'll get into all that here next on Locked on Dolphins.
DoorDash is the preferred way of yours truly to make sure when the two-minute warning comes up or halftime or the game's over and it's Sunday and I know I want to watch more games, but the family's banging on my office door ready to eat dinner, uh, I can prepare accordingly with DoorDash and make sure that I am staying ahead of the game. I'm not going to fall behind on game days. You can get all of your favorite local restaurants with DoorDash. You can get all of your essentials for your tailgate. If you're going to go, now you're probably not going to go tailgate in, in Munich, right? <laughs> or Frankfurt. But uh, the Dolphins next game after the Germany game, they will be back after the bye to play the Las Vegas Raiders. That will be at home. So DoorDash. Take advantage of everything that they can provide you with local restaurants, groceries, retail. Uh, so if you want to get a specific meal, if you want to get all the prep for your tailgate, DoorDash has you covered. Right now, you can get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCK23. That is subject to change terms to apply. That's 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or, dollars or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCKED. 23. Does ever have trouble with performance? Or I'll let your partner feels like you can't get the job done. I feel like it's worse when there's lots of people around kind of watching you work. Get worse, especially bad with guacamole. I'm talking about weak chips. Your mind's out of the gutter. The ones that can't handle a hearty scoop of guat here at Zach Mighty's Tortilla Chips. We understand the pain of trying to dip a weak tortilla chip. Nobody likes to go soft on the guac. So don't with Zach's Mighty because Zach's Mighty are made the old-fashioned way. They're cut from actual tortillas. So they are crisp, sturdy, and delicious. They're corny, organic. These chips will take your tailgate to the next level. And you can find them at Publix in sea salt, lime, and nacho flavors. Find the deli section with the dips. Head on over to Publix, grab a bag of Zach's Mighty, and scoop that guac like the stud that you are. Where do we start injury-wise? Uh, we have Brandon Jones uh, pursuant to the concussion protocol at the end of the game. It was listed as questionable in the final two minutes after he got spiked by Juju Smith-Schuster. We had Robert Hunt with a hamstring that left the game. I did see some pictures from a couple of people who were there of Rob on the sideline without any ice on his leg or anything like that, still in pads on the sideline. It was probably one of those situations where we say, hey, if we have another guy that goes down, Rob, you know, we'll leave him available so he can come back into the game. They never ruled him out. Connor Williams dressed, but he didn't play. Mike McDaniel kind of alluded to that towards the end of last week, saying Connor's going to be active. And look, that's a numbers game thing. You, you want to carry enough offensive linemen, right, to get you through a, a 60 minute NFL football game. You could tell they were reserved to not playing Connor Williams again, and they didn't. Is that to keep him fresh for Chris Jones? I don't know. Is that to stretch him through the bye and he's not going to play against the, the Chiefs? I don't know. But he dressed. That's progress. Now you want to get him to a point where they feel like, okay, yeah, you can play. Um, Kendall Lamb got banged up, came back into the football game. So here, here's what I say about this. You, you really now, you don't want to say you have to survive against the Chiefs, but you got to try to find a way to push the right buttons and get through that game with what you have. And then really take advantage of the, the fact that you have a week 10 bye, you have one more 60 minute football game. A lot of guys banged up right now. Xavier Howard didn't play with a groin injury. Javon Holland didn't play with concussion protocol. 
I don't believe he ever formally cleared, or at least it wasn't announced if he did, even though he practiced on Thursday and Friday last week. You have Teron Armstead, who's eligible to come back off of injured reserve starting tomorrow, or technically today if you're listening on Victory Monday. Like, Teron Armstead can come back. He spent his four weeks. Do the Dolphins do it? I don't know. But you're at a, you're at a point where you're going to have some options. you got to evaluate it. If you got to play the Chiefs undermanned, you're going to play the Chiefs undermanned, and you're going to try to get through it. Would love to win the football game and shut up all of the speculation and the haters and the hype in the grand scheme of things. You don't lift up a Lombardi trophy on November 5th. You just don't. Now, it's a massive opportunity for you to stake your flag in the AFC. If you move to 7-2, and two, you'll go into the bye as the number one seed. But for Miami, from Miami's perspective, from an injuries perspective, you should expect to get Javon Holland back. That's a win. Jalen Ramsey's already back. He played the whole game against the Pats. That's a win. His impact is already felt. Can you get Xavier Howard and Jalen Ramsey and Javon Holland and Deshaun Elliott and Cater Kohu behind this front seven with, with the way that it's playing right now? David Long also got banged up, did not look like anything serious. Uh, not sure if he just got hit below the belt or what. Can you get the full personnel as it was designed in March and April on the field at the same time to play the Kansas City Chiefs? If you can, I'm willing to live with that result. Now, offensively, I think you're probably going to have to schematically do some stuff differently. And down the stretch, I thought you kind of saw Miami get a little bit more vertical in the run game, and it helped them. But it, it, can Rob Hunt go? Can Connor Williams go? Can Teron Armstead come back? Like, I don't have the answers, but that's going to be essential to whatever happens next week. We'll worry about that as the week rolls on. What I can tell you is the Dolphins are 6-2 and two for the first time in 22 years. Not a bad place to be. In spite of the struggles, in spite of being banged up, and you're, you're on the cusp of getting guys back. But that's what I'm looking for, is I want to get the updates on Robert Hunt. I want to get the updates on Teron Armstead. I want to get the updates on Xavier Howard. I want to see if Javon Holland clears concussion protocols, ready to go. Because if, if more than half of those things break your way, you're going to be in a position to put a good foot forward against Kansas City and then just let the chips fall where they may. That's all you can ask for. And then you get the buy, you get more guys healthy, you can make some more personnel moves. We also have the trade deadline this week. Could you push any more buttons? We'll find out. You hit subscribe, follow along here on YouTube, wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. I appreciate you guys checking the show. Fins up. I'm out of here. Enjoy Victory Monday. Club Dub. Make yourselves at home. Get comfy. Hopefully we get to stay for another couple weeks before we get bounced out for another time this season. Uh, but we're out of here. I'm going to go light up a Victory Cigar and enjoy myself this evening. Give it the old 24-hour rule. And then we are on to Kansas City. So hope you guys come back. See me again soon. I'm Kyle Krabs, your host here on Locked on Dolphins. And I am out of here. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. 
If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.